0: Hello, I'm very excited to be with you this morning because I get to share with you all the details of our Life of the Fall parish outreach. I'll be talking about all the events that we've got planned and hoping that all of us are going to get involved. But uh, before we get to that, it's good to remind ourselves... Why we believe life to the full can only be found in Jesus. And I'm going to be doing that with the help of the Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, the one that was read out, the first 10 verses. Because in here, the Apostle Paul says, uh, he explained the difference uh, between what it means to be dead in our sins or alive in Christ. And these are the two positions which the Bible claims each of us must choose where we stand wait with me a moment. So I'm now stood in position one, dead in our sins. And to begin with, the view from up here, actually, it looks reasonably good. There's lots of people around me. I've got the freedom to do pretty much whatever I want. My family and friends seem to be doing reasonably well. And on the whole, life seems pretty tickety-boo. But the problem is, the longer I stand in this position, the more restless I feel. You see, when I stop to examine the inner longings of my heart, it makes me wonder, well, surely there must be more to life than this. You see, life just feels so self-centered. So if I want something, I just go out and get it. I just need to work a bit harder, earn a bit more money, or even flirt a bit more. It'd be great to feel I had a purpose beyond simply satisfying my own desires. And what's more, you know, in the past I've I've done a few naughty things. And I've also hurt a few people along the way. And I've got this nagging feeling inside that this is a problem. It weighs me down. And I don't know what to do about it. I guess, if I'm honest, I just don't feel very content. You see, there seems to be a big gap between the life I'm living now and all the potential that I can feel locked up inside of me. If there is a God, I'd love to know why He made me. Well the good news is that God does not want to keep us in this position, dead in our sins. He has shown us the type of life He created us to live over there, in Jesus, position two. Let's go over there and have a look at the view from here. I'm now stood in position two, alive in Christ. And the view from up here is altogether different. You see, I know I'm a member of God's family. And I know that uh, whilst the people around me are slightly fewer, I'm intimately connected with each of them. I know I've been created by a loving God for a purpose. And this means I find my identity in my service of him and of other people. And what's more, the good news is that I know my sins have been forgiven. I know that God will now, uh, because I'm in a relationship with him, I can turn to him and he will give me a purpose. This makes me feel joyful, alive and free. I'm ready to live life to the full in a relationship with God. You know, I'm grateful to God that he's put me here. And I want to call out to others to help them know what it feels like to be alive in Christ. But you see, there's a bit of a problem. I need some help. Because in my own strength, I'm not strong enough to cross this gap. I need somebody else to build a bridge. you wait with me a moment? A bridge shall be built. Then your backs, boys. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. You see, the good news is that God sent Jesus Christ to die for our sins and self-centeredness on the cross. The gap that we couldn't cross, Jesus did for us when He died on the cross. So now if we want to cross the bridge from being dead in our sins to alive in Christ, Jesus has made this possible. And this journey that we make is now something that all of us can join in if we trust in Jesus. And when we do this, we enter a relationship with God because we know our sins are forgiven. He will share his purposes for us in our lives and we'll feel ready to live life to the full. And to do this, it's very simple. We just need to say sorry to God for the things we've done wrong. We need to ask him to make us alive in Christ and that he would make us a member of his family. If, like me, you're here today being able to stand confidently alive in Christ, then I, and I hope you, want to share this bridge of Jesus' Christ with others. If you've not made that, that journey yet, and you're wondering, well, is Jesus strong enough? Is it safe enough to cross this bridge? Then do come and speak to myself or Mike Carl after the service. We'd love to chat to you a little bit more about what it means to be alive. Well, before the last hymn, uh, we saw the difference, what it means to uh, be between being dead in our sins or alive in Christ. And uh, we saw this only when we know uh, the forgiveness of God through Jesus that we can experience life to the full and be in a relationship with God and fulfill the purposes uh, that God has prepared us for. And when we stand alive in Christ, our concern for others that we know should naturally make us want to reach out to others, to call out to them, so they can cross this bridge, the cross of Jesus Christ, um, and enjoy a relationship with God too. We want to help others cross the bridge. And put simply, this is what the Life to the Full Mission is all about. It's about others being able to see the cross of Jesus and what it means And explore for themselves, can I trust Jesus to restore my relationship with God? And therefore, the life of the full mission has three aims. Now, Philip explained them last week, but it's good to hear of them again. So the first aim is that every person in Claygate has the opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus and respond. That's our outward bit. But there's also an inward bit. And that's aim two, that every church member has greater confidence, that means me and you, to share our faith and also to grow in dependence on God, to say to God, we can't do it in our own strength, Lord, we need your help. And with these two aims, our final aim in all our prayer and activity is that God will be glorified. So now, how do we plan to go about uh, achieving these aims? Well, what I'd like you to do is open the Life of the Full Flyers uh, that are in your notice sheets that you got on the way in. Take a, a good look at them. Because what I'm hoping um, you'll see is all these wonderful events. If we open it so we can see the faces of the people. And then uh, let me explain how it's structured and then let you look at it in a moment for yourselves. So what we've got is we've got loads of daytime activities uh, throughout the nine days, um, Saturday the 7th to Sunday the 15th of March, and in the evening we've got some very special guests coming. If you turn over, you can see that it's colour coded uh, as per the event. So uh, we've got uh, something for everyone in blue, and then uh, maybe the um, the senior's events are in purple. If you turn the leaflet back over, you can see the purple events are particularly uh, designed to appeal to seniors. What I'd like you to do now is just take a look at the leaflet for yourselves. What really sort of strikes you? What's your first impressions? And uh, once you've done that, what event might you like to invite somebody along to and then just have a little chat with your neighbour about uh, what excites you? Let's do that now. Okay, I appreciate that that's nowhere long enough to look at uh, all the contents of the leaflet, but the leaflets are for you to keep. But uh, you'll see that in the evening slots, we've got uh, some very special Christian guests coming to share their faith in some very unique ways. So what I wanted to do now is just have a, a little look at this video, which introduces them a little bit more. Great stuff. Well hopefully that's given you a, a little flavour of um, what uh, the, some of the speakers are going to be like. And the way we've structured the week and the evening events is basically that we're, um, there's going to be a, a sort of a, a challenge each night. But we're going to be inviting people to come back on the Saturday night to hear Michael Green uh, preach the gospel in a very compelling uh, way. But people are going to know that that's going to happen. Then we're going to have some drama and uh, and soul room some music. And so it's building up to the Saturday night and then the final Sunday services. What um, we want to do though is there's the three key messages um, that I um, I want us. To know the reason why we've designed the leaflets the way we have. And that is because you'll see at the top of the flyer, on the first page, it says, please be our guest. And this message speaks of our welcome. We want to give everyone who's not yet heard the good news of Jesus uh, the opportunity to come and hear it in a lively and fresh way. This means that none of the events will be scary, none of the events will feel weird to those who've never stepped foot inside church before. And we've designed the events to cater for the interests and age ranges in all the pe- uh, for all the people in Claygate and the surrounding community. Secondly, it's for free. We heard a little bit in our Bible reading, didn't we, about uh, Jesus who came to save us and restore our relationship with God when we didn't deserve it. And what we want to do is we want to share Jesus' love with others and put on these events to show the grace of Jesus. It's for free. The people who are coming will not need to pay. So this means that in all our outward-facing promotion, we want our guests to know that they can come along and enjoy our events at no cost to them. And then the third message is quite simply, it's happening. Um, it's been a while in the making as as you'll know, but uh, now we've got 11,000 of the flyers to distribute around the community and you'll see that there's loads of fun events, we're going to have posters up all around the Claygate community I'm hoping some of you will be willing to put them in the window, and then the banner that you can see above me is going to be hung in the Claygate parade from the end of Taste Week right up to and including the Life of the Full Mission Week, and as we get closer to the Life of the Full Week there's going to be even more events that come on board. So I already know there's going to be a golf event taking place on the first Saturday. And there's going to be another British Museum tour for those who are able to come to the last one. There's another opportunity to invite friends to on the final Saturday. The life of the full mission is going to be a talking point of the entire community. There's going to be people out there who are dying to come along if that's the right language to use. All they're going to need is just a gentle nudge from one of us maybe they want to come but they're looking for somebody to invite them would we be willing to invite them could change the course of their lives and therefore after the next hymn I'll explain a little about how I'm hoping we'll respond so we've seen how the life before mission is for everyone it's free and it's happening so how am I hoping that we'll respond to this amazing opportunity which we have? Well, I'm hoping you'll respond in four ways. Firstly, I'm hoping you'll respond by getting invited. And one of the great ways we've come up of inviting our friends and uh, people that we know in a way which achieves our aims is by encouraging us all to put on Taste Week events. Taste Week will, uh, will take place between the 7th and 15th of uh, February, a month before, and the Taste Week is the time when our life of full mission gets kind of officially launched or the publicity goes out to those in the community. So what um, the plan is, I'm hoping that some of you will get together with uh, your friends or small group or people within church and that you will put on a simple event uh, where you get to share something of your faith which might... Provoke a little bit of a conversation. On the back of that, then promote the life of full mission and have an idea which event you think might be suitable for those people that you know to come along with you too. Thus far you can see that there 's a board out there in the foyer uh, that we 've got about twenty two taste week events already planned i 'm hoping we get up to thirty um, some of the events that I know already know are happening we 've got children 's parties taking place uh, we 've got the the trekkers group they 're going to do the games night as we move up the ages we 've got uh, a lot of wine tasting going on which might say something about our congregation we've got uh, people inviting people around for cups of tea um, very simple things um, we've got uh, people inviting others to the pub we've got um, a knit and natter for seniors and then uh, with a jigsaw crowd, a mixing of the ages we've got cakes at Rowan um, we've got a talk on aid work and much more if you've not yet putting on a Taste Week event, then it's not too late to put something very simple on. Please see me if I can be of any help. And for those of you who have got plans, what we want to do is start praying for everybody's Taste Weeks now until the Taste Week event takes place. We've got an event name, organizing date, and some free prayer points that I hope you can fill out. So we can start praying for you in our morning prayer every. If you're wondering a little more, there's a &A, Q&A sheet about Taste Week out in the foyer. Please do pick one up. But the second way I'm hoping you'll respond is to get booking. We're anticipating that many of the events will be full to the brim. And for this reason, we're going to be ticketing the most popular events. That includes all the evening events and some such as the tea dance during the day. But I want to be really clear. Our aim is not to fill the church with lots of Christians seeking a really good time. (laughs) Um, Therefore, uh, our encouragement and message to you is that if you want to attend one of the events, we're expecting that you'll be inviting somebody with you who is either seeking uh, or doesn't yet know of the love of Jesus Christ yet. So you might say to someone you know in the church, look we're putting in another a number of events for free, we're exploring what it means to live life to the full in Jesus. Why don't you come with me to listen to um, to David Wilkinson who's an expert on the topic of science and God. I'm going, I'd love to get you a ticket, come along with me. Therefore, this means I'm anticipating that, um, particularly the evenings, the church will be 50% Christians and 50% people who are interested in finding out more. So what this means is from the beginning of Taste Week, from the 7th of February, that's the time to start booking your tickets. And you can do that in a number of ways. On the back of the flyer, you'll see some of the ways. There's a website address there that's live now, um, and you can go and find out more details about our speakers. There's an email address, phone number. You can call into the office any time from Taste Week, or tickets will be available after the Sunday services. Get in there early for your friend's sake would be my ask. And then the third way I'm hoping you respond is by getting involved. We can't put on nine days of exciting events simply by running a lounge lot as a staff team. And we're also very blessed to have a team coming from Oxford uh, to help us. If you're from Oxford presently, could you stand up so we can see the team that are coming to help us? So these wonderful people are taking a week out of their lives to come and help us in the mission. And we're going to be hearing a little bit from Stuart later on who's going to be sharing some of his parish mission experience. Thanks ever so much, you lovely people. Um, Crucially though, this team that are joining us from Oxford are not here to do mission for us. They're here to do mission with us. And this means we need your help to fill one of over 400 sign-up slots by volunteering for service. And therefore, um, what well, I'm hoping you'll see on the board on the way out, which is an almighty sign-up sheet, it's not quite as uh, intimidating as you might think, but um, I'd like you to sign up for opportunities to serve. They include stewarding, chair moving, serving drinks, baking cakes, crash, praying during the events, and lots of other ways. Would you be willing to help us out? I pray that you will. And then the other way that I'm hoping you're going to get involved is by helping us financially. Philip's already mentioned last week that we're asking for one-off donations to help us with the cost of nine days of full-on activity. But we're also hoping uh, uh, that you'll make a donation towards the tickets uh, that are, are needed. So we're asking for a voluntary donation of £2 per person for events without food and £5 per person for events with food. This won't fund the full cost of the mission at all. But it says something about the value of our friendship and our desire to come to an event and seek to get our friends to know Jesus. And then the fourth way i hoping you're going to respond is to get praying. The Bible says that unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. And nothing that we do in this church... Uh, is done without prayer. So it would be perfectly possible to put on a whole host of wonderful events that make us feel warm and fuzzy inside, haven't we done a good job? And yet are entirely unfruitful for God's kingdom. None of this will work without prayer. To help us now understand some of the things that we can pray about, I'm going to invite Stuart up, who's a student at Wycliffe Hall, where I studied. And uh, I've just got a couple of questions to ask Stuart. So, Stuart, perhaps you'd begin by just sharing something about uh, who you are first.
1: uh, Hi, good morning. Um, Yes, my my name's Stuart. I'm in third year at Wycliffe Hall, training for ministry in the Church of England. Um, I've done two parish missions um, since going to Wycliffe, and I've just found them all really encouraging. As someone training for ministry in the Church of England, uh, we all come bringing our own weaknesses weaknesses and gifts. And one of the great things about parish mission, for someone especially training my position is to see the wide range of gifts that every member of the church can offer. Gifts that often, without a mission, you wouldn't necessarily um, think about, you wouldn't necessarily be aware of, but really having that courage inspired by God's grace, as we were singing about, to go out there and just really try and speak to friends, uh, speak to family members, and um, that can really um, awaken some gifts in you that you might not be aware of. So my encouragement would be really to go for that. Um, I'm from a political science background something for which I've repented very much. Um, but I've really enjoyed coming to ministry and just seeing people awaken uh, to the gifts that Jesus has equipped them with.
0: Thanks ever so much, Stuart. And there's going to be opportunity to meet with all the team from Oxford. They're the ones with the name badges uh, at the end of the service. Please do a uh, Walk up to them, give them a good Claygate welcome because they're coming to share something of their lives with us and we want to share our lives with them. So I guess uh, my closing message before Mike helps us to pray is to say we're not doing this for fun, though it will be huge fun. We're doing this because we believe God saves and we want to introduce our friends to the saving God who gave us Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mike, over to you.